0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. And this is Ruben, And we are excited about James Wiseman, I think. I mean, I am. Are you?
1: Yeah. I mean, just growing up, didn't we always want a center? I mean, that's just what we always wanted. We just wanted Don Nelson to stop drafting like tweeners, just really small, gi- giant power forwards or really skinny centers. We just wanted a true center. Yeah.
0: I mean... So here we are. James Wiseman in the little that we've seen of him so far has looked pretty athletic and it looks like the Warriors are taking a very smart approach to bringing him along. I wish he played in the preseason, but maybe he'll play against DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen.
1: Just the mixtapes I've seen on YouTube, I would take COVID Wiseman over Todd Fuller, and patrick o'brien any day like full stop
0: that's a hot take would you um (laughs) i mean patrick
1: o'brien looked like a center but that's where it really stopped
0: yeah i mean when you think of all the centers of our relative warriors fandom and you think of I mean, I, I growing up in the '80s and the early '90s, like you said, it. I always wanted the Warriors to have a center. They never had anybody any good during like the the days when centers were really important. You know, it all goes back to when they traded like Robert Parish. You know what I mean? Or traded the uh, trade Robert Parish and the pick that became Kevin McHale to the Celtics for Joe <laughs> Barry Carroll and. We've been in center of purgatory for a large part of that.
1: I don't I don't think people talk enough about that trade. Like that's up there with Herschel Walker. That's up there with like all of the all-time worst trades in any sports. Any sport. Like you ba- they basically led to a dynasty, an entire dynasty. One of the top three best dynasties.
0: One trade. Yeah, that was a trade I didn't learn about until you know like in the early 90s or something. Because we didn't have the internet. How would you look
1: that up? We didn't have the internet. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it would have had to have been written about by somebody or in a trivia book. But once I found that out, I was like, holy crap. Because I hated the Celtics in the 80s. And I was like, then you see a picture of Robert Parrish in a warrior's uniform. And you say to yourself, when the hell did that happen?
1: I think I was chill on it because I learned about it in bits. Like I learned that that Robert Parrish was a warrior and got traded. And then years later, I learned out, learned that there was a pick involved and it became Kevin McHale. So maybe that's why I was mentally able to get over it, uh, even though I was a child.
0: I have some uh, warrior centers in in mind that I could remember. And I just figure like I'll name them and you tell me if you think James Wiseman would be better than him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay
1: this is gonna be a fun game it's all gonna be yes but yeah let's just let's just cry are you, are you gonna name them in chronological order
0: uh no i'm gonna name them in the order that i remember them. <laughs> okay jb carroll
1: uh yeah he'll be better
0: <laughs> ralph Sampson.
1: i don't know enough about ralph Sampson to be honest i mean he came in this was like super this is like is it 83 or something what year was that
0: He came to the Warriors in 87 in the Sleepy Floyd trade. But yeah, he graduated from Virginia or he left Virginia in 83 or something. Uh, And they formed the Twin Towers. Uh, He and Hakeem Olajuwon. And um, he was good, but he had a bad knee injury. And the Warriors traded for him anyway. And he was terrible. He was just, he, he damaged goods. I was actually at a game where the Warriors were getting blown out. And we just started a chant. We want Ralph. We want Ralph. What? We want Ralph. What year was this? It was like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. And they and Don Nelson put him in the game. I don't really remember the context, but that was the extent of it. It was just like wallowing in the in the terribleness of uh, of the team. And was it Don Nelson? It might have been George Carl. I'm not sure who the coach was at that point. All right, got a few more centers on this list. You ready? Uwe Blob.
1: I don't know who this is. This is the only center I don't know on your list.
0: Oh, man. That's a, that's a shame. You, you can't forget a guy named Uwe Blob. So I will answer this and say I think James Wiseman will be better. Eric Dampier. Big Damp.
1: Um, I mean, I would say the floor of, um, of Wiseman is contract year Dampier, right? The one contract year where he just like went above and beyond.
0: Patrick O'Brien. Yes. Better. we will be better. Please. Todd Fuller. Todd Fuller, please. God. Yes.
1: I mean, Todd Fuller. I, I mean, if you, if you don't think so, then I have a bunch of Todd Fuller rookie cards that I'll sell you.
0: Adonald <laughs> foil.
1: Yes. Much better. All
0: right. Victor Alexander, big Vic. Uh,
1: yes, but I really did like Victor Alexander,
0: the Victor Alexander, Chris Gatling yeah. years. Do you know Chris Gatling like went to jail? Yeah, yeah, It was pretty sad. Anyway. Um, Ronnie Cycley.
1: I mean the floor, right, is Miami mm-hmm, Ronnie Cycley. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Jermaine O'Neal.
1: <laughs> Actually, that's a better floor. <laughs> O'Neill O'Neal, when he was at his peak, he's good. Is Indiana O'Neill, no. not not Warriors O'Neill. Um,
0: Festus Azili.
1: Please, yes. I mean, the man had three bad knees, so
0: <laughs> Zaza Pachulia.
1: Yes. Better. He moves a lot faster. I mean, dribbling him down the court. I mean, did you remember Zaza like dribbling? No,
0: I don't. I don't remember him <laughs> at dribbling all? at all. David West.
1: I, I hope he's at least as good as yeah. David West. I mean, he's yeah. such a great leader. If, if Weissman can get some leadership in him, if he can learn from David West, is he working right now? Could we get him on
0: on um, the bench? I'm sure he's busy doing something. He's, he's always uh, had a lot of interest, it seemed like, but I would love to have him as some kind of like advisor in the Leandro Barbosa role or something. Javale McGee.
1: I hope he's Javale McGee this year. Yeah, right off the bat.
0: I mean, that'd be awesome, except for the part where Javale like always falls down, and then that one time he landed on Steph's knee, and he was like out for a while with a sprain. Anderson Veragao.
1: Yes, much better. Can I? Can I add? Can I add two more? Um, I was obsessed with Carlos Rogers. When he got drafted, Yeah, I just felt like he just had, he had it and he did not obviously have it, but I just felt like, I just, I just felt like he had it. I just thought he was going to do so much better. When he got Um, drafted,
0: that was that era, like after we had traded Chris Weber and any young dude who was tall, I kept thinking, okay, this guy's going to be it, or this guy's going to be actually good, or he's, he's underrated, or he hasn't had a chance, but. Yeah, he was, he was not good.
1: And I, I just wanted to definitely add Manu Bull. Oh, gosh. Just,
0: yeah, RIP. Yeah.
1: Just have to add Manu Yeah, that guy. Unless you consider him a power forward. I
0: don't know. He's a three-point specialist, 3 and D.
1: I was offended that every time they talk about his son, Bull Bull, they refer to Manu Bull as Washington Bullets or Washington Wizards. Do they say Wizards? They must say Bullets. Washington they were bullets, bullets. back then. Uh, Manu Bull, which is
0: annoying to me. Oh, I've I've never heard that. That that is annoying. Last one, Andrew Bogut.
1: Um, Just because he's kind of crazy now, I hope he's better than Andrew Bogut. (laughs) All
0: right, so we went through like every center that I could remember um, from being a Warriors fan in my lifetime, and all right, there's a chance that James Wiseman. I mean, he was the number two pick. Could be the best center (laughs) of my Warriors fandom, like. that's 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 no small feat. That's that
1: that. Now that I am seeing this list, then yeah, he definitely has the has it in him to be the greatest Warrior Center of all time.
0: Especially like being on the Warriors, like David West obviously peaked before his prime was before Jermaine O'Neal. Same, even even Ronnie Cikley,
1: Cikley, Vergeal. Yeah,
0: so you know.
1: Uh, <laughs> Would you consider Bogut? Would you think he peaked when he was with Milwaukee? Was he better in Milwaukee than he was with the Warriors? As an
0: all-around player, yes, because he was good offensively. He just wasn't the same offensively once he broke that elbow and that gross slip in in Milwaukee where he – I think he dunked on a follow-up breakaway, and he slipped and he landed on his elbow, and it hyperextended really bad. And I don't think – I think I actually read that he – doesn't have the same flexibility in that elbow so obviously that affects his shooting um and and maybe his politics
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna have a whole episode about about pizzagate his conspiracy theories around stuff not winning finals MVP. that's gonna be a whole episode
0: (laughs) so the other team that i'm following i'm a subscriber to the athletic and i also have the bleacher report app on my phone and the only two teams that I follow on each of those, um, the Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you don't follow the Nets too, because I'm hate following the Nets just for kicks, not because of Kevin Durant, but just because of um, Kyrie Irving.
0: Yeah, I, I hate followed the the Clippers and the Rockets for a while, um, so I, I get the sentiment. But the Nets, I have no hate for them. I. I'm still a Kevin Durant fan.
1: I don't hate Kevin Durant, but I I enjoy having Kyrie. I really want him to be
0: annoyed by (laughs) Kyrie
1: because that makes his entire tenure with the Warriors, it just changes the lens on it. Like if he goes to the Nets and he's upset and disappointed and sad and feels a type of way about Kyrie, then he's gonna look fondly back at the Warrior years and just say, oh, it's not the team, it's actually
0: me. I think that there will be some moments during the season for them because KD is all about just balling and trying to ignore all the other stuff. So, so he says, Uh, but the Timberwolves are my, I'm getting really familiar with their beat writers (laughs) Uh, and, and their fan blogs. Uh, And it's interesting to see how they feel about their preseason so far. And it's always fun to check the, box scores and to see how everybody's not coming together on that team because the worse they are, the better chance the Warriors have of getting a decent draft pick next year. But you don't also want them to be too, too bad.
1: It's great. It's like playing one of those games at the carnival where you have to like roll the ball too hard, but not too hard. It's, it, right. That's essentially what I'm watch, watching the Timberwolves this year.
0: Isn't that just called ball rolling <laughs> or roller ball? or? Some- it's going to be great.
1: I really, yeah. I really, I really, I'm glad it's the Timberwolves. I'm really glad it's the Timberwolves that are doing this. I mean, between Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell just playing the way they do. Um, no defense, obviously, just going wild. And then just this whole thing about Malik Beasley, whether or not he's going to go to jail, and just following him trying to date Scotty Pippen's ex-wife or wife and just gun charges, and it's just it's just a mess. Like we couldn't have written a better like Basketball Lives episode about <laughs> this whole team. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, when I look at that franchise, I'm super thankful for what the Warriors have because that team, that organization just doesn't seem to have much leadership. Even their best players, I mean they seem like good enough dudes like Russell and and Cat. Um but they don't seem like the types to lead. Their team to victory, and their coach, Flip Saunders' kid, sure he has some basketball smarts, but he, he's not really activating any excitement. It seems amongst the fan base, and Anthony Edwards, he's had a rough start, and he's not shooting really well. But it's hard to, you can't really pin on anything too much on these rookies who haven't had any training camp or adjustment periods, but right now, right now, he's trending towards being like a, a chucker, like a volume shooter. And since Minnesota doesn't seem to have much of an offensive system that bodes well for us.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking at a stat line. And I mean, it's impressive if you don't look at the efficiency, Yeah, but yeah, I feel like this is enough Timberwolves talk, but just, I wanted to shout out uh, Josh Akogi for uh, his uh, minus 29 plus, um, Plus minus, yeah. Just, uh, keep just it up stay at that the level, and we'll be
0: good. Uh, FYI, we will be talking about the Wolves every now and then because we feel like our future as Warriors fans <laughs> is uh, tightly tied. So we won't do it too much, but it'll be fun.
1: Yeah, and and I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything, but like I would love for the Warriors to get the fourth or fifth pick, and then for Cade Cunningham to get like a slight injury. <laughs> Not like anything serious, but just enough. Like not quite as bad as Michael Porter Jr., but enough to be like, I don't think we can draft him with the first three picks. And everyone's like, How the hell did the Warriors get Cade, Cade Cunningham? That's what I want.
0: I have actually thought the same thing. I, I was like, <laughs> Oh, what if he like gets like a like a you know high ankle sprain? Ten niners. Or- I guess you don't get high ankle sprains in, in basketball. A
1: meniscus tear. I feel like a meniscus tear would do it.
0: I don't wish that upon
1: him. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm just saying it's like something that's easily fixable. But you like know what that means,
0: put- man? That means you're gonna get a meniscus tear like in the next like week. Okay, fine. I'm not gonna. And do you know what that, that mean. means? That means I'm gonna get one now.
1: <laughs> meniscus tears are everybody. Um, I feel like we're gonna be talking about the playing tournament a lot this year. My wish is that. Uh, we all get the vaccine, all of our closest friends, uh, right before the playing in tournament. We all fly to Vegas and spend two weeks watching this tournament, which will be the greatest sports experience of our lives. That's what I want. Maybe I'll just stay there until Summer League.
0: Yeah, so the playing tournament for the playoffs, just to be clear, right? That's what you're talking about?
1: Exactly, yeah. I feel like the 7-8 seed is going to be really good this year, obviously, in the West. I mean, I give a shit about the East. I I have a prediction it's going to... I mean, the Rockets are going to be hovering around there after they get Ben Simmons. Yeah. But it's going to be good this year. They're going to be good this year, the playoff.
0: I I think it's a smart idea to have this plan. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And you're going to have all these young teams that are going to be scrapping to get in. And that's always... That's always fun, right? Like the young guys that are trying to get in, like the Pelicans. I mean, the last two years of
1: playing tournament has been amazing, right? The de facto one that was, uh, I think it was the Timberwolves year, right? Two years ago. And then last this year with uh, Portland, those those playing tournament games have been much more memorable than, than most of the playoff games. Wait,
0: There were playing games before this past
1: playoffs? It was the de facto one. It was like two uh, teams were tied. I remember two teams were tied. Right. I think it was the Timberwolves. I remember Jimmy Butler being one of them. Somebody was, I remember it being really good. It yeah. was one game and I didn't care about any of the teams, but it was much watched TV.
0: Yeah, I would totally pay money to watch that. Almost as much money as I would pay to watch the, the G League and Walnut Creek.
1: That's what I'm so much more sad about because I can afford Walnut Creek G League tickets. Not necessarily Warriors tickets. I was going to see most of those games in Walnut (laughs) Creek. I mean, it's worth a drive for me. So I was so excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm curious because two of those dudes might be in range for the Warriors draft pick.
1: Are they just going to play in an empty gym? I mean, in an empty gym? That gym already is like high school size. So it's going to be crazy to watch... I mean, I sign me up for ESPN the Ocho because I really want to watch those eight, those games.
0: Yeah, I mean, NBA plays in empty gyms. Why wouldn't these guys? Right? Have you have you been to a
1: G League game? Never. I mean, they sell cans of beer for four dollars in Santa Cruz. It's kind of a weird experience. No,
0: I've never been. It's pretty amazing. What do you think so far of Nico Mannion, our prized number forty eight pick?
1: My honest first thought is. Is he young enough to actually have another growth spur? Is that possible? Like, can his arms get just an inch longer? Or is he already past, past that? I mean, didn't Anthony Edwards just grow an extra inch and a half in the last two months?
0: I've read something like that, yeah. <laughs> can
1: Can Nico Manning not do that? Can he do that thing? What's that movie where, like, they cut off Jude Law's legs and then made it made him
0: two inches taller? My gut, I don't know. When I that feel mean? like he
1: plays... It's that Gattaca. It was Gattaca. (laughs) I'm making a Gattaca reference. But yeah, I kind of wish. I mean, he plays like he is two inches taller than he really is, or an inch and a half. And that means he just gets his shot blocked and he's just one step behind. And I feel like if he just had one additional edge, some sort of physical edge, it would help him out a lot.
0: You don't think the hair does it?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I thought that I always thought that hair slows you down. And then I was like, does it really? And then this year, D'Angelo, uh, what was it? Um, Darren Fox and Jordan Poole cut their hair.
0: And so maybe maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think Nico Mannion, and I've, I've talked about this on previous episodes. I think Nico Mannion has a shot. I think he definitely needs G League development, but I think he has great instincts. He does all those things you say, but once he gets used to bigger players and faster players... I think he'll be able to adjust. I think he's just seeing this all relatively for the first time, but uh, he he gets out there and he appears to be in command of the offense as much as possible. And he seems to make the right play. And have you seen this kid dunk? No, he can dunk. He can dunk way better than Steph. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, I
1: mean, Steph almost gets hurt when he dunks. So that's kind of a low bar. Yeah.
0: uh, Yeah. And one foot dunks and it's rather surprising he's in the right position right he's in the right place
1: he doesn't he can slowly move in he is behind you know a hall of fame all-time point guard and then a really good backup who can eat up minutes without making a mistake and then he could spend a lot of minutes in a g league um just an hour away and just pop back to San Francisco when he needs to. I mean, this is the perfect situation. For
0: and him. the Warriors have a head coach who went to his alma mater and also another coach, Bruce Frazier, who also went to Arizona, who, you know, would give him the benefit of the doubt probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he's, he's learning from the number one and number three career three-point shooters of all time, right? So. I mean, if
0: he ended up getting drafted number 48 by the Minnesota Timberwolves, then... Then <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit iffier. I have declared and I will continue to declare I am stake claim on Nico Mannion Island and I believe in him and one day he will be on the uh, big league squad for good.
1: Can you make a shirt that just says I'm I'm a manion and then emphasize the man? Like I'm a manion. I think that's fair. <laughs>
0: Well, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out at oaklandwarriors.com. That's it. (laughs) Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.